In a past life, I wanted to be Secretary of State for the United States, but a lot more fashionable than previous ones. In fact, I've always had a passion for politics, policy, and how my government's decisions impact my life and yours. Likewise, I also think often about how other governments' policies and decisions will impact me in some sort of way. From the day that we're born, those policies that are made out there in the world impact our lives. In fact, my dad was military and we moved around to different bases as troops were reallocated across the world. That's how I ended up living in Japan as a little kid. So when I woke up this morning to hear of Brittany Griner's release from captivity in Russia, first, I was just so happy for her and her family. And second, I thought about the politics that influenced her being held captive to begin with. And I thought about something else, several something else's, pay equity, women's sports, politics, travel, and the politics behind the politics. Kind of think of chess. Listen on to the following episode. I have some thoughts and it's a quick episode. When I was in second grade, I got in trouble for talking. <laughs> no surprise there. In fact, I ended up having my name put in the doghouse. It was literally a doghouse drawn on the chalkboard, and I had to sit out during recess. It's the first time that I remember being in trouble, getting in trouble for speaking. It would not be the last. As a podcaster, I am able to highlight, share, and reflect on the issues, values, and topics that matter most to me from a lens that reflects my viewpoint and culture, as well as values. I'm able to uplift the experts that often don't get shared on other creators' platforms as well. I love that this content allows me to be heard, and more importantly, the medium of podcasting allows me to be heard, literally. Because unfortunately, as a Black woman, I'm used to not being heard or just being ignored. I'm able to share my lived experience authentically with my podcasts and the other content that I create both on my platform as well as for others. But learning the skills to market my podcast, being in community with other creators who don't talk down to me when I ask a question can be hard to find. I am so happy to be a paying member of Women of Color Podcasters, a community created by Daniel Desir of The Thought Card, a personal finance and affordable travel website and podcast. I'm going to make sure to share a link so you can check it out. Women of Color Podcasters is the home base that I go to hang out with other creatives designing content that I'm just so excited about. If you are podcasting about Star Trek, I'm there, or business, or sex and love, those are the, the ladies creating content that I want to support, uplift, and just geek out about. I love participating in the different workshops offered, strategy sessions, and learning about all the cool shows that these amazing creatives are producing. If you're looking for professional support and community, Women of Color Podcasters is the community that I belong to. Thank you to Danielle and Woke Podcasters for being a supporter of my show and helping me to bring this episode to life. If you would like to learn more about Woke Podcasters, please do go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash W-O-C for more information.
It is December 8th, 2022, at the time that I'm working on this short but mighty podcast episode. I woke up and quickly glanced at Twitter and, to my surprise, found out that Brittany Griner had been released and was making her way back to the United States to be reunited with her family. I was thrilled for her. For the past year, I've watched this saga play its way out, and I've had so many things that I've wanted to say, and I think it's finally time to share some of those thoughts. For those of you who have forgotten, there is currently a war going on in Ukraine. In fact, in the weeks leading up to the conflict, I think we were all like, is this real? For Americans, it just felt really random and out of the blue, because for us, it pains me to admit this, it was. We don't have the type of geopolitical awareness around why Russia and the Ukraine have had ongoing political tensions for more years than any of us can remember. And because of that, quite frankly, I will refrain from speaking on it in this episode because I just don't know enough. But what I do know is that when it became clear that American citizens should depart Russia urgently, I was really concerned. Why? Because I had worked with adult international students for over 10 years in my old professional role and as a graduate student, and I'd lived abroad. One of the things that has become very clear to me in watching content created by American travelers, you know, the nomads and people getting so excited to like move to Mexico and all these things, is that there is just not enough of an understanding or worldliness how Foreign governments can mess you up in a blink of an eye. The most dangerous points in any overseas trip are the following. And these are the most dangerous points for a traveler. Departing the U.S., the actual mode of transportation, typically your flight or if you're taking the boat, train, but usually we're flying somewhere. Arrival in the country you're visiting. Departing the country you're visiting. I will never forget departing Argentina specifically. I was departing and that woman was pissed that I was there. I'll never forget that. And actually I was going through Monaco one year. I was not stopping in Monaco. I was on a train and I was hassled because I had an old visa for the time that I lived in Paris and they were like hassling me. And I was like, I'm not, and I had to say this in French. I was like, I'm not trying to stay in Monaco. Like I'm not living in Paris. The, the visa's expired. I remember this. I've had these experiences. And then the final dangerous point in any American's trip overseas, and this one will surprise you, is returning to the U.S., don't believe me? Speak with Black women who were detained after trips specifically to Jamaica and then ended up successfully suing U.S. Border Patrol for discrimination. In fact, I was always worried about my adult students and their families during the holidays in particular when they were traveling because I knew that shit could go left. Many people would say, well, Brittany shouldn't have been vaping. And I would argue that while I do actually believe she vapes, she likely vapes, it is very difficult for me to believe that someone who played professional basketball in Russia since 2014 would be unaware of the risks they were taking by having any kind of cannabis-related or THC-related product on them while in the country and departing and entering the country. I'm convinced that these teams had handlers to work with their international talent people who walked these folks through in-country expectations, what not to do, 
visa requirements and the compliance that they had to follow so that they didn't get kicked out. Why? Because that's what I used to do for years here in the US. That was my job. If she had been arrested in the first three years, to be honest, of her playing overseas, I actually would not have been surprised because typically that's when, like at the beginning is when you're full of hubris and you're, you're, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. But this was seven years later. So I could see overseas players making that type of mistake in the first couple of years. But by year seven, I'm side-eyeing this. And I'm, I said this several times on Twitter. It's hard to communicate certain things. I'm a little cynical around the timing because I know that just like chess, these kinds of detentions, a larger game that we're all a part of, whether we know it or not. Also, it's not lost on me, again, the timing. Do any of you insisting that she was clearly at fault not play chess? Are you not unaware of how smart Putin is? He's probably one of the smartest tacticians definitely in our lifetime, period military tacticians. And I also wonder, do you watch political dramas or just think critically about politics, timing, power, and political optics? Do you ever just sit down and think? I spend a lot of time thinking. <laughs> and it is clear in some of the comments that I've seen that people aren't thinking deeply enough. The day of her release also, by the way, I'm going to segue into a slightly different topic related to this, but the day of her release also happens to be Latina Equal Pay Day 2022. For African-American women, that day was September 21st, 2022. And for other Equal Pay Days, please go to Equal Pay Today. It's a website. I have a link in my show notes to see where you and your community fall. Right now is the World Cup, the Men's World Cup to be exact. And because the American men finally had an incredible showing in the tournament, the women's team will also benefit financially. They're going to get a $5 million bonus as a result of recent negotiations that were embarked on in the past couple of years. Despite the fact that the women's team have been the best in the world for years, the American women's team have, have been the number one soccer team in the world for women's soccer. And they weren't paid fairly and had to go into litigation to work on that. So litigation has finally worked out for the women's team and they will now be paid equally to the men. It sucks because they had to sue to make that happen. Brittany wasn't in Russia just chilling out. She was in Russia trying to earn more for as long as she was physically able to play. Why? Because WNBA players make significantly less than their male counterparts. Overseas leagues help to bridge that financial gap. What has been very interesting to me is people's reactions to her release. I would like to think that if you were being held captive by a foreign government, that I would be excited about your release as long as you weren't a murderer or harmed kids. There were some very weird assumptions. Why did we broker a deal for her and not the Marine? What the hell? Do you guys not have the understanding that these types of swaps are part of ongoing negotiations and that each swap depends on two sides and what they want? Also, does it even make sense to say that an American president who has had a child serve in the military would willingly leave military personnel behind? Does that, does that track for you? It doesn't make sense. What is wrong with you? Where are your critical thinking skills? It's important, by the way, to note that Mr. Whelan, the prisoner that I am referring to, was detained in June 2020. So why is it that the previous administration, why didn't they get him free? I mean, it seems like 
they were very connected with the Putin regime. They seemed to be on good speaking terms. So why was it that they didn't negotiate this man's release? It wasn't a good enough deal. This is another thing that I've seen come up. And do we not remember, again, the previous administration releasing 5,000 Taliban soldiers who ended up fighting <laughs> again for the Taliban? And we saw how that went when we uh, pulled out of Afghanistan. What I'm left with, quite honestly, is a very bad taste in my mouth with the assertions people are making about Britney being freed. There seems to be a very subtle whiff of misogynoir and homophobia, quite frankly, floating around. The observation I have is that the first time in my memory that a Black woman has had a release brokered on her behalf, it's deemed to be a bad exchange. Wow. And those of you who asserted this, I'm taking notes. Remember, and this is important to think about, it's a slippery slope that you're on. And I wonder on what side you'll end up on if you or a family member is detained overseas. I also wonder, have you not considered that this, this negotiation was payback for Black women who are the spine, the backbone of the Democratic Party and this release tells me that people on the Biden team in the Biden administration are paying close attention to Black women's grievances because there are some, rightfully so. While I do have some things that I could and do <laughs> criticize the administration on, it's clear that they know who they need to be responsive to. One other thing I think about is this. Who makes the determination of what's a good exchange and who's the right person and what's a good deal? If it were you, are you saying that we should just leave you behind because it wasn't good enough? The deal wasn't good enough? Should we have just left her? And how would that look? I have questions. Let me know what you think. Mm -hmm.